Oh, oh, it's over. Thank goodness. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. As you could tell, uh, RJ was really excited by uh, by the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Welcome back to Motorsport 101, <laughs> episode 284. I am your friendly neighbourhood host, Dre Harrison, and uh, well, they can't all be winners, as they say in life. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk somehow and maybe try and stretch this to more than 15 minutes about arguably the worst F1 race we've seen for some time. Um, oh, this was this was brutal. But uh, we got a lot of news to get through at least as well. A lot of news on the F1 grid, a lot of news on some of the teams in general. We've got to talk a little bit about sports cars as well, a bit of IndyCar talk and all of that. So, hey, this is kind of more of a news-based version of... Uh, and whatnot. We'll talk a little bit more about some future plans at the end of the show. But in the meantime, uh, awoken from his 1,000 year slumber is RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir. Hello. For the last time, coming to you from my home in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'll be moving. Next week, I'll be in a new home near Hartford, Connecticut. It'll be a great time. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast in 2020. Uh, we thank you all for your support. It's very much appreciated. And uh, as the uh, good folks, because uh, he's far too humble to mention this, uh, as we record this on December 16th, it is the man's uh, 23rd birthday. So happy birthday, RJ O'Connell. Hey. I wish it was my 23rd birthday. I really wish it was my 23rd birthday. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's my 23rd birthday, but the 8th anniversary of it. Yes, of course. <laughs> Do the math at home, kids. I'm turning 21 Um, for the 10th time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like how we've gone into March 2020 Millennium Edition. Sweet! (laughs) Welcome to March March the 10th, literally. (laughs) King, where's the beard? (laughs) Well, the the F1 season's over, so beard's gone. We're in... uh, Boo! Boo this man! <laughs> we're, we're in uh, fresh cut boat mode. That's right, boat mode. You got you got to be clean shaven if you're going to get on a boat for <laughs> for a chance at a billion dollar prize purse. Yeah. Sail Sports One Hundred and One. Look out for it. We are not making sailing a thing on our Discord server. I don't care what that man tells me. <laughs> like, okay, here's the list of priorities. One, watch Talladega Nights. Two, Sales Sports 101. Three, get through this race review. <laughs> Talk about it in depth. Thanks for coming, everybody. Good night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is a mutiny. This is a mutiny on the Discord server for for, for, for King and his heretic sailing ways. This, this is not what we're about to do, just because he's a fan of the America's Cup. Such a no. Well, at least we didn't lose a football game by throwing a shoe. No. Oh. That's, that's among the new ways to lose a football game, folks. And that may be only the second strangest thing that happened in a game where a team's star quarterback's sudden rush to the bathroom to go take the Browns to the Super Bowl sparked a victory against the Cleveland Browns. Uh. 
So I love sports. May, may they never change. <laughs> and it was a scorigami as well. It was perfect. It's, it's perfect. Everything was on the money. Apart from Cam. How you doing, sir? I don't really know what to say after the, the discourse of the last three minutes. Oh, you know exactly what you want to say in the news segment. You know exactly what We're you want to back. get to. I'm back. What it do, baby? <laughs> Congratulations to Audi Sport Team Yost, Wayne Taylor Racing, and Toyota Gazoo Racing. They made the table and straightened out the place. Then Daddy came home. And he's bringing his favorite belt. <laughs> Kinky. More on that on the show later. But uh, yes, we do have to get through this race review. We do have to get through the final Formula One race of 2020 in what's been a um, a season. Uh, to say the least, it, it has been a it season. It certainly happened. It, it absolutely was a thing. We can confirm. Real talk, it was actually pretty fun all year, long, all year long, to be honest with you. Even if one man decided to rest his nuts on the entire field. Uh, even though this was probably about the most human he's looked all season. And it only took a global pandemic and a deadly virus in order to, you know, level the playing field a bit. Just Definitely. a touch. More, more on that in a moment. But uh, places you can find us in the interim. Uh, we're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. And if you'd like to follow our personal handles, you can down below if you're watching on YouTube um, or in the, in the or in the junction, say in the bio down below, I should say. But if you're listening to us uh, on uh, I don't know if all good podcasts are available, they are at Harrison 101 HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and Seabuckley 917. You can follow us on there. You can follow us on Instagram, our Instagram page at Motorsport101Pod for sneak peeks, intros, bonus content, all that fun stuff. Um, apparently, King caught me recording me trying to put these headphones on and roll ruin in my perfect Grace Jones haircut. No, I said I um, wish I was recording. <laughs> damn it! We missed out on great uh, content. Don't worry, oh, don't worry, God. listeners and viewers as well. We aren't going to change our bios for meme purposes. No, no. I referenced no, that last a... week. Yeah, <laughs> well, Motorsport no 101 one, pod. The meme just kept on going. It, it, it refused. Valtteri completely played into it because the man knows how to work social media like a like like a something. I wasn't I wasn't gonna fill in that blank for a second there. He's but, like um, one of those pro wrestlers that like everybody thinks is like, oh, is he coming to the Royal Rumble to debut in WWE? And then you're just like, oh my gosh, Valtteri Botas. I oh, spotted him in Tampa where the Royal Rumble is. <gasps> Ugh. It just puts, oh yeah, I like, I like, I like Apple on pizza and, and being a Sunday driver. Yay! <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> All of that. And if you really, really like us, and if you've listened to the last five minutes, I don't know how at this point, you can back us financially on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Five gets you early access to all of the audio versions of our show. You can upgrade to the $10 version to uh, join the supporters club of our Discord server and listen and watch live as these shows are being recorded. Uh, and you get early access to all and the And it only costs you one these folks a 10 a 10 it's 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 a beautiful thing bit more if you're in the uk because we have to pay vat on that now thanks patreon um (laughs) as you do but uh for those patreon backers out there listening in 
Uh, again, we're catching up as well on videos. Keep all keep your eyes peeled. They'll all be coming up in the next few days or so. Can uh, I just say, I really think it's I think it's interesting that they're putting characters from musical theater on our currency now. Oh. Uh, Get, get me through this episode, <laughs> please. Thank you, thank you to Zell, to Vincent, to Jason, to Vic, and to Zoe for listening in. We appreciate you all very much. And uh, now I'm going to transition to a fancy video graphic while I strangle RJ from the other side of the Atlantic. <laughs> Let's get into the final race review of 2020 as we review Abu Dhabi for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> well uh guys i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat this one this, this was rough uh half the discord has fallen asleep so i think i'll take the uh the honors from here we here at motorsport 101 will not lie to you this race was prime certified dead rubber there were things of consequence that happened, of course. Max Verstappen took a commanding pole to win victory to end the season on a high note. Reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton returned from coronavirus, qualified and finished third behind teammate Valtteri Bottas. McLaren locked up third in the World Constructors' Championship, with finishes of fifth for Lando Norris and sixth for Carlos Sainz, while a week after his maiden triumph, Sergio Perez's power unit failed nine laps into the race, costing Racing Point that coveted third spot. Williams Racing, even with George Russell back at the wheel, finished the season without a single point for the first time as a constructor. For yeah. Perez, it may be his last Grand Prix, and the same may go for young Alex Albon, and for Haas super sub Pietro Fittipaldi. For Kevin Magnussen, it is his last Grand Prix, and for Daniel Kvyat, it is also his last. We never properly got to see Romain Grosjean bow out with another race start, but we're fortunate that he has his health. And Lego sets, apparently, if you follow him on Instagram. Sebastian Vettel said goodbye to Ferrari after six seasons. Daniel Ricciardo said goodbye to Renault. Carlos Sainz said goodbye to McLaren. It's the inevitable changing of the guard in F1, and it happens every year. The hardest season of F1 is over, and this was a good way to ease into the off-season with a race that could be best described as solid background noise for work, but no more. And I'd like to add an extra note to say a, a salute to everyone involved that made this season possible because uh, <laughs> I remember that Australian Grand Prix. I remember That's that downtime we had in between. And yeah, that was, I, uh, oh boy. It was rough. It's, we got through it's, it. It's, it's, it's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point that we we're able to somehow have a 17 race season this year. Um, they crammed it all in. We got it all done. And um, yeah, it, it, it's somehow it's it's weird how it was a 17 race season that feels like a 25 race season because of just how long it's felt since how long March felt and the downtime in between and the fact we didn't race again till July and Oh, and everything that's come in between. But yeah, you're not going to talk are. about I mean, the back to back to back races that we just constantly kept having. Yeah, uh, race uh, after uh. race after race after race after snoozer after race. 
There was a lot of triple headers. Like uh, we just came off a MotoGP season where we had fourteen races in eighteen weeks, and uh, the Formula One felt every bit the same. And uh, just without, it just, it just wasn't as much fun um, as yeah. uh, Hamilton completely cleaned the clocks with everybody on the field this year. Um, we, we only had a seventeen race season, and Hamilton won eleven of those seventeen races. <laughs> I just I mean, probably uh, would have won more without an... his uh, without his Corona. There's coronavirus. Uh, Why? Without, without the Rona. I mean... But think gotta, about we'll, we'll this. Briefly... Of the other sits winners, there's Perez and Gasly. Are two of them. Two new I ones. I can't make this no. up. The the, the the 109th and 110th unique winners in F1 history. Um, which, again, who would have guessed that at the start For of the year? For a team that... that hasn't won since 2008 and another team that hadn't won since... 2003. And uh, how, how many wins of those wins? How many did Ferrari get? A Zero. big old goose egg. That's all they deserve. I called it. I called it in our season preview. He did. I told <laughs> I you they that. weren't winning a race. I knew I that know. car was a shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty that. fitting that at the last race of the year, despite the best efforts of Leclerc, they weren't even looking like looking at the points. They couldn't even see him. Thirteenth on fourteenth on legitimate pace. Tried to be hipster and stay out when the first safety car came out for Perez's broken car. It did not work. Yeah. Um, and uh, that just kind of summed up Ferrari's season really more than anything else. I, mean, I was going to say that didn't work. Also, also in the race review, you pointed out that uh, that. Perez's car failing secured McLaren third in the constructors. That's not true. Racing Point Racing Point could have secured third. All they needed was for Lance Stroll to finish ahead of one of the two McLarens. And it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Stroll choked him. Yeah, and Perez had taken a new power unit anyways. It was going to be a hell of an effort for them to secure third. Yeah. And let's not let's not forget this is a team that still lost fifteen points due to how they elite, they copied Mercedes brake ducks and that ultimately did him in for third place. Um, in a the W ten D giveth the W ten D taketh away. Uh, the uh, the the succubus ca- uh, came back to reclaim her debt uh, on this one, and it was yeah hey. that battle for third. Yoink! Tell, tell you what though. <laughs> Um, considering this team was quite literally dead in the middle of 2018, yeah. fourth in the constructors is damn impressive. I'll take yeah, and, and, and Mc- testament Mc- to the work of their drivers and the people in, within that team. And if if there's one thing I noticed about the after race celebrations in the McLaren camp, I mean there were grown men and women hugging each other over McLaren's best season since 2012. Oh, buddy, it's been a long time since Fredo Gate. This is uh this has been a long time coming. <laughs> McLaren has been through multiple so regimes. Yeah. Like three technical upheavals, multiple driver upheavals. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of hard work and through revolting against those in power as Autosport <laughs> Plus uh, did an exposé on today. <laughs> McLaren has clawed their way back up to something something resembling a team that can fight not only for fringe points, 
but the occasional podium when something crazy happens. See, I told you all that direct action works, but none of y'all want to acknowledge it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's a good sign for them going forward, uh, gaining Mercedes power and gaining a very, very fast Daniel Ricciardo. Let's talk about Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Tremendous uh, season he had. Uh, Hey, uh, what nationality was the sniper in Team Fortress 2? <laughs> Let's just say Daniel Ricardo <coughs> takes after his countrymen quite well. Because uh, Max Verstappen had this grand slam under lock and key, uh, and then Daniel Ricardo just. <laughs> it's How pissed is Joss Verstappen about this one? First, he snipes his son's pole away, then, he snipes his son's first grand slam. <laughs> Though I do Boom. love on Head Team shot. Radio after the race, uh, Christian Horner. You know, gets on the radio <laughs> to Verstappen and says, Max, you won the race, but uh, Ricardo got fast as laugh and kind of like laughing, laughing, but you know, deep down it hurts inside. He says, I don't care. <laughs> Liar. That was, an, I, that was an, I don't care said through tears. <laughs> Liar. My man tears wanted that grand slam. My man yeah. wanted that grand slam. I don't care. Like, like he is a liar if he suggests otherwise. That was a man that was hurting inside. <laughs> because yeah, yeah for uh, that, like, I know Mercedes were kind of phoning it in this final round. They openly admitted they were running their power units uh, down on power intentionally. That, that was, that were cons- that was they, they said that only really the affected them in the race. Yeah, um, I was going to say though, it only really they they said though it only really cost them about a tenth a lap. They weren't yeah. saying it was a conclusive reason as to why they lost. They knew they were below par. They don't know how they ended up losing so much time to Verstappen's Red Bull in the end. And Alex Albon very nearly stole the podium from Hamilton at the end as well. Um, it's this thing called Mercedes stopped developing the car after Spa. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this has kind of been a long time coming. With Red you Bull mean, uh, actually you, getting to the front, which means, of course, the cycle resets and Red Bull gets their dick flattened for the start of next year. Sonic <laughs> cycle, course. baby! Let's go! But Indeed. yeah, uh, Verstappen was fantastic all weekend. Yeah. Didn't put a foot it wrong. great. Yeah, we got yeah. nothing else to say to that. Nothing else to say about the top three. Uh, Hamilton was off his usual pace. He's still exhausted and yeah. hurting from coronavirus. So man looks like he lost about half a stone in in a week and yes. a half. He was yeah. He, he um, was this was not an asymptomatic infection. Lewis was really messed up by this. Thankfully, yeah, he was he was hurt. Lewis is still here, and we can assume that you know more recovery. Thank goodness the off season came when it did. Yeah, uh, yeah he now. can regain full health. I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised he even rolled up. I'm, my man could have just said, "You know what, Toto? I'm going home. Annual leave." Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, perhaps <laughs> the biggest story going into the weekend was George Russell walking into the circuit with Mercedes gear and then walking out of his room in Williams gear. I mean, it no, was- the best part of that was Jack Aitken is just like, "Hey, Stoffel, you got an extra controller?" <laughs> but uh, I mean, for tweet. Lewis, it it would have been awkward if you know he finally tests negative for coronavirus and says, "No, I'm not going to come in." Total He's a racer at heart. <laughs> oh dear! Anyway, guys, I got non-working chitis. Yeah. <laughs> 
unfortunately, uh, this is the uh, this is about the extent of Abu Dhabi as a race. Um, unfortunately, um, we've yeah. covered pretty much everything already. This was dull. There was very little in terms of action. Ain't nothing happening. It's like this track was explicitly designed to inhibit wheel-to-wheel action. It's it's sad that the highlight of the weekend was Fernando Alonso driving his old 2006 title win. Not getting my hopes up. You're not getting my hopes up. I know we're not even. No, no, that's the young driver. That's the young driver test. We're talking about before Renault brought his R25, his two. Bring back the V10. Bring back the V10. I I swear to God, Dre, I'll kick you. (laughs) They they put it on some Pirelli slicks, and it was still pretty fast because uh, V10 F1 cars are fast. Yeah. Shock we knew there. that already. They're pretty Looks fast. Fun. <laughs> Looks fun in, in, in a vacuum. And that's where it should stay. In a vacuum. Where it belongs. Not, yeah, in, a, not in a racetrack in 2020. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. We can keep how the old car looks. Keep the yeah, new engines, nice. though. Look nice. Fun. Bit weird on Pirelli's, but yeah. It looked, it looked nice. It looked yeah. Nice. It, it, was, it was fun. Although it's... they're way too goddamn loud. I wanted to have a nice interview with Simon Lazenby on Sky Sports F1 with the guys yeah. after the race. And next thing you know, Fernando's blasting his bloody car in the background. Bloody mm. hooligans. This will be like the, one of the few occasions where we're like, we're, we wanted to hear what Simon Lazenby has to say. I know! It's important! It's end of season! We're all seeing the cool stuff. I just want to watch Ted's Notebook in peace. Okay? Is that too much to ask? I just I want, want to see... reflect whimsically on the wasted potential of Romain Grosjean, Kevin Magnussen, and Daniel Kvyat before they say goodbye to us. Oh. Yeah, another, uh, another note on Grosjean as well. I believe he had surgery yesterday to repair some of the burn damage. Apparently was successful. And he is now recovering again. And, uh... We wish him all the best in whatever endeavor he chooses to take part in going forward. Building Lego. Building Lego. Like if that man started a if he started a a YouTube channel building Lego kits, I would be the first person to subscribe. Oh my god, a Roman Crochon modeling YouTube channel. That would be great. Car models, of course. I mean, I mean, <laughs> modeling, fashion modeling would be great. Pull that off. <laughs> I realized what I said, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and RJ's brought the podcast into dispute again. Um, not I call this with blue steel. Uh, second time this month. RJ, RJ, get your mans, okay? Like, like, like we, we can't be doing this every time. It's Moving on. This Moving race on. Is a dud. Uh, yeah. We had a young driver test. There were yeah. times yeah. set. We're not going to read into we're... them. No, 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 we're not. We're not. No, this we're not. you can't. You can't it. talk me into this. You're, no, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Fernando Alonso's ranking on the top of the timesheet says. It's not happening. He's not winning number three ever. It's I myself in this fact for about five years now. No. No. I, I just like I just like to say that RJ is uh, way off script at the moment. Um, no, I think he's perfectly <laughs> on script in this regard. He's having a moment. Um, 
he'll sneak no, a couple podiums like, and that's about it. Uh, I was like, yeah, no, this was probably just a quality run. You know, cars are not in park firm conditions. <laughs> There's not representative of much at all, unless we're just let him get a few vanity laps in there at the end to make it look a little bit better than it actually was. There's no way his car's three seconds faster than the Haas. You know, I don't know with how bad the Haas was this year. I don't think that's out point. of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Um, but uh, let's not doing. Let's not read too much into this, RJ. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, because. Uh, we're all in on another team, or at least I am all in on another team, which goes leads us into our news items, Dre. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we, and this one we got today, it was kind of one of those worst-kept secret in F1 moments for the week, and uh, it finally got confirmation Yuki Tsunoda will be replacing Daniel Kvyat in the AlphaTauri team for 2021. Uh, Daniel pretty much admitted as such after the race was over to the Spanish media by saying, yeah, they've, uh, they've replaced me. Yuki will be driving. The team just haven't told me yet. Um, which is uh, charming, I suppose, to say the least. Um, it seemed like the about the, the the biggest tribute he got was from a Franz Tost on a Twitter quote, which makes me kind of sad for Daniel. Sounds, really. about, uh, sounds about right for how Red Bull treats their drivers. Pretty much, uh, to say the least, you know, like I think I think the phrase is like like a meat sack um, on this one, uh, unfortunately. But yes, uh, it's also the same hand. Yuki Tsunoda, who's flown through the junior categories year on year, will be uh, in a marquee moment in Formula One. We will have our first driver on the grid born in the 21st century, the year 2000. <laughs> Feel old, everybody. Everybody feeling old right now too, because I sure as fuck do. The year before <laughs> Fernando Alonso and Kimi Raikkonen make their Formula One debut is the year that Yuki Tsunoda was born, and they're all going to be on the grid next year. <laughs> the future so, is now. So, so, so the future is now in a in a sport that's got an Alonso, a Verstappen in it, a McLaren Mercedes in it, and yet also a driver born in the year two thousand. What year is this again? Uh, like, like, are we sure it's, two, it's 2021? I think not the last two decades have just melded together into one mess of a is, timeline. I, I think this entire episode is now a Doctor of the episode of Doctor Who season 13. I think it's just all just melded together. None of it makes sense. We're going to give King a screwdriver, and we'll figure it out later. Um, so it's a perfect. So it's a perfectly average Stephen Moffat written piece of entertainment. Yeah, sure, why can't not? argue with that. Yeah, I mean, good for Yuki. He he's been he was great in Formula Two last year. You know, Antoine Hubert Award winner. Yes, Their Antoine yes, Hubert Award, not ours, which is coming yes. next week. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty eighteen Formula Four Japanese champion, uh, Suzuka Racing School scholarship winner in twenty sixteen, on the podium in his first major single seater race. When he just yeah, turned yeah. 16, when he got his driver's license. Um, He's probably going to be the short... Magnet. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy's good. Like, there oh, are yeah, people in the know that believe he's the most exciting Red Bull prospect to come along since uh, Max Verstappen. That is a lot to live up to, but he has... I believe he's got the talent. And... That him and Pierre Gasly together at AlphaTauri, ooh, oh boy, I, I just an exciting I team. Yeah, the, uh, the team. Uh, yeah, Yuki was great this year in F two. Uh, F two rookie. You better not fuck it. this up with him. 
We yes. know they're gonna fuck it up with him. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. Mid-season you switch damn. to Red Bull. You <laughs> damn well know they're gonna fuck things up. No, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, I, I said he was, uh, Formula 2 rookie this year. Yeah. Took to it like a duck to water. He was excellent. He was great wheel to wheel. He was fast. Got wins. Probably should have had more wins were it not for outside circumstances. Yeah. And of and, course, uh, our resident short king at five foot three inches, 159 centimeters. We yeah. stand short kings. I, um, I expect a lot out of him next year. <laughs> I expect him to do very, very well. I do too. Provided he, of course, has the equipment to do so. Uh, I think King's, he will. King's gonna kill me by the end. King, King's gonna kill me by the end of this book. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even gonna King. acknowledge what happened. That's fine. <laughs> King, King, do you want the next item on our news list uh, to talk about news that involves, um, well, one of the teams we were talking about in what we could consider our race review? Yes, because McLaren have found new investment from. Uh, another New York venture capital group. It's almost, so maybe it could be seen as a problem, but, uh, a, a new venture capital group by the name of MSP Sports Capital have decided to purchase a minority share of McLaren. Right now it's 15%. Maybe in the future it'll become, it'll become 33% by the end of the 2022 mm-hmm. season and they're expected to be putting 185 million pounds into McLaren. Uh, it's a lot of money. So I tried to research MSP Sports Capital's portfolio and it's uh mm, uh is is, is it interesting king so obviously what they do is in their name they they invest money into sports teams and organizations but uh on the record the most their portfolio has three investments i'm only able to find information about one and that investment that I can find information on is them owning uh, a second division Portuguese football club. That's it. Oh. <laughs> so where's the rest of it then? <laughs> uh, we don't know. <laughs> and and it is it is Esteril's football club. So. <laughs> Buy the racetrack! Buy the racetrack! Buy the racetrack! Oh, dear. Um, yeah, this... I mean, 185 million quid is almost two seasons worth of salary cap money. Uh, I'll try to say yeah. team cap money going forward. So that's a significant investment um, on top of what McLaren's already got. You know, let's let's not forget that McLaren has, has been through a lot this year. We They needed a loan to even start their season at the, to the top of the year. They had to lay off a lot of staff um, to even uh, get to this point. Um, so any investment that hopefully keeps the doors open is a good thing. Um, yeah. Even though it, it is kind of wild now seeing how many shareholders and how many slices are in this pie all of a sudden. Um, it's it's a lot of slices. A, they, yeah. Why the first team? Just, <sighs> yeah, because uh, people see salary cap and they think it's going to be like 
Uh, well, if people see cost cap, and they think it's going to be like salary caps in American sport, where owning an American sports franchise is highly profitable due to there being salary caps. Right, yeah. right, right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, although I, I regret to inform us that uh, Motorsport 101 is over its salary cap. I think we're going to have to trade RJ for cash considerations. What? Um, me? <laughs> Where are you trading me to? Are you trading uh, me to the hyphen? Are you trading me to them? Um, we're trading you to the New York Knicks. Um, <laughs> oh, man. man. Okay, I, I know I'm a nerdy-looking white dude, but that does not automatically mean I can play point guard for the Knicks. <laughs> well, they, well, you know, you I might be dribble. better than the guards they have, because they don't have guards. They only have forwards. Oh, um, mm. friend of the show Sock has chimed in. Um, the founder of MSP Sports Capital... Um, is Jeff Morad, the CEO of Major League Baseball's Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, once represented guys like CeCe Sabathia, Ivan Rodriguez, Steve Young, former CEO of uh, the Diamondbacks. So he's represented Sabathia, Padre Rodriguez, Steve Young of the San Francisco 49ers, had 49% ownership of the Padres, Mm. and acquired the rights to the Charleston opened and owned prominent NASCAR midfielders Hall of Fame racing. So <laughs> Ain't going to no Hall of Fame. So this guy is an agent slash Major League Baseball minority owner. Uh, I assume he couldn't do both at the same time because Major League Baseball has rules where you can't be an agent and own a team. <laughs> that... that... That, that's true. Uh, that's certainly interesting indeed. <laughs> also, he says, uh, trading RJ for cash considerations, we should be trading Cam for financial flexibility. <laughs> I would uh, I would uh, like to say, uh, you know, I, I really just don't like what the media has portrayed me as. Okay, Kyrie. <laughs> okay, Kyrie. You said Man. the earth was flat. You you accept the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Almost we're as not... as flat as your haircut. Oh, no. Cam was not the one saying that the earth was flat, just for, for the record. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah. we did I have... Mean, a, I, 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 I mean, that one, maybe two balls out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got uh, other we got other news uh, out of F1. Callum Eilat is now Ferrari's official test driver. Callum yeah! Eilat's not returning to F2 next season, but the reigning vice champion of the series will be Ferrari's primary test driver 2021. Uh, curiously, he'll serve a similar to role to the one that Antonio Giovinazzi had a couple of years ago. He was Ferrari's official test driver before he got his first full-time racing opportunity in 2019. Now, uh, Iwat was originally rumored to be racing with Alfa Romeo or Haas in 2021. It was likely that Schumacher was going to get a seat with one of those teams. Iwat was going to get the other. But ultimately, Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen were retained at Alfa Romeo. And Haas went with Nick Schumacher and some other guy as their all-rookie lineup for 2021. So Callum Iwat is still in the bubble. And hey, they don't have to judge him on his testing results on whatever the hell Ferrari builds next year. Yeah, because yeah. uh, any latch on a Fiorano is probably not representative of anything at all. Pretty much, pretty and, much. And, oh, and I'm just yeah, saying. the Ferrari Driver Academy, there's not like there are many people coming up that pipeline at the moment, so. 
No. Yeah, oh, they no, got no, cut people. They got to cut people out of that pipeline. <laughs> yeah. Shit, they're overbooked. Yeah. yeah, the situation with Ferrari right now is uh, they don't really have anyone coming up through the ranks. They just have everyone already in the ranks. up the ranks trying to get into F one. Schwartzman, Armstrong, Giuliano Lacy. He said he's still on the books. Enzo Fittipaldi, Arthur so Leclerc. The pipe is clogged right at the end of the pipe rather than at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Pi- this pipe's going to burst and then people are going to stop talking about Red Bull and start talking about the FDA. <laughs> the FDA, too loaded. <laughs> How's that for a euphemism? All I'm saying is, Hass, it's not too late. Just saying. Um, yeah, not too late. <laughs> Cam, I suggest that uh, any further piece. mentions of redacted should be bleeped out. Fair. Ooh, that could be done. Excellent, King. We'd though, love to see it. though, it will become complicated once next year's season starts. So, no, no, no I don't care how many um, bleeps there are. <laughs> <laughs> No, it won't. It'll be a great running gag of 2021. You, you can see it now. It's, it's great. All right, Fuck Cam. Un- uh, Cam, unzip your pants. It's time. Oh! oh, it feels good. <laughs> oh, like we're that, back. King. Oh! There it is. After months of teasing, finally they make it official. Porsche Motorsport commits to LMDH in advance of the 2023 regulation launch. What does LMDH stand for again? Can Le everybody Mans, please Daytona, put their clothes uh, back on? <laughs> Lamar yeah. Daytona Hose Mad. Yes. For everyone at home, it is Lamar Daytona H. Officially, the H does not stand or represent anything. No, yeah. no, no. It's, it's, it's we, just we had to contain... Pretty. We had to contain an ACO FIA fuck up just to one letter. We don't know what it's gotcha. for. It's just there. Cam, it just tell me what this Porsche are all in on the new premier class of endurance racing, releasing concept sketches of what their new car might look like. They'll compete in both the World Endurance Championship and the IMSA Sports Car Championship with the aim of winning a 24 hours of Le Mans for their 20th time or more. Be it with a factory program, or be it with a customer team. Team Penske is the big rumor. Because when you think... Oh, when you Lord. think of privateers, you think Penske. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. That's that, that, that's a lot of sauce. There's yeah. a lot of sauce. Uh, yeah, the current rumor kind of pegs it as Team Penske running the IMSA side of things, which they so successfully did in the late 2000s in LMP2, and Porsche Motorsport taking up the reins themselves. For the World Endurance Championship, though, how like how many game. cars are we going to have with both Porsche and Audi both announcing that? Yeah, we'll 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 supply customer cars, no problem. Yeah, well, uh, they stated it as a goal to supply customer cars in the spirit of the twins of the 1980s, Autosport's greatest racing car of all time, the Porsche 956 962 twins. I was wondering when he was going to work that in there. You're goddamn right. <laughs> but uh, this is this is great news. This it. is wonderful news. I am so fucking happy. <laughs> they didn't uh, mess this up. We've got entries, and I, it isn't I, listed I, in uh, it isn't listed in the set list. Honda as well, uh, through their subbrand Acura, have also announced they're engaging in a uh, design study with Orica 
who build the all-conquering Orica 07 LMP2, and the Acura that just racked up a pair of IMSA championships. Nice! The future is looking very, very bright indeed for prototype sports car racing. So Which Cam, is amazing this is amazing coming from Cam's mouth, even though one has dunked on this podcast on sports car racing harder than you because you became a full time host. They actually did a good job. I like how uh, the head of Porsche what? Motorsport <laughs> talked about the 919 program as, yeah, we're going to have to get three wins and then leave because, oh my God, the kind of cash we're spending. This, yeah. should, this should avoid that. And uh, yeah. if they can run a global sports car program, divvy it up between two teams for both championships, under, let's say, a couple dozen million dollars, which is weird to say that that's cheap. That's, that's uh, pretty cheap. That's, that's good. That's good. That is very good, and that bodes very well for both existing teams in each championship, both World Endurance and IMSA, and new entries. And hey, there's going to be a lot of drivers that may be on the market come 2023. We were actually having a bit of a rosterbation exercise uh, <laughs> before the show, talking about which drivers may be available. I'm telling you, Pascal Verline might be number one on the list because as Pascal, of now, he's a Porsche of employee. Yeah, and Pascal actually, mm. uh, he posted on his Instagram story pictures of the car with Every, uh, everybody hard eyes emojis. Everybody that's a that has a Porsche works contract is going to post pictures of that car. Yeah. They all want to drive it. Yeah, but, and uh, then you know, earlier this yeah. week, also Simona Di Salvestro announced that she has been retained by Porsche for the foreseeable future. Let's yeah, go. all I'm saying is that the prospect of a lineup of Andre Lauder, Pascal Verline, and Simona Di Salvestro, my dick adamant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Make it and stop! It's poking through the camera! Don't worry, I know a way to make this flaccid. By talking about the finish of the Kiyolami 9 hour. Oh! Oh, why did, why? I didn't oh. even want to bring it up. Uh, it was it hurts! It hurts! We gotta fill, we gotta right, fill time let's, to this pod let's, sub. Let's set this stage for you. With about an hour, a couple hours to go with the 9 hours of Kiyolami, a race which was Badly ravaged by coronavirus. Only 12 entries. 12? 12 entries for a relatively large track, considering a GT3 car. Yeah. And, Howdy, uh, uh, Honda was whooping that ass all day. With Honda the was they had. taking everyone to a ballroom blitz. They led more or less the entire race. And it didn't until matter. Until the rain's down in Africa. Because when it rained, oh my god, it rained some of the heaviest rain I've ever seen. Worse than Daytona 2019. Worse than Malaysia the Grand Prix 2009. It pissed everywhere. It seems it always rains in southern Kealami. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking like there was a lot of standing water, like to the point where... Like, there was like cars had to a ford. <laughs> cars had to ford through certain sections of the track. Understandably, yeah, too, you go, you'd see the Bentley go up, and like it really is a boat. <laughs> Bentley as well in their final GT3 race for the Continental uh, didn't go so well. One car crashed on lap one. One car grenaded an engine within like an hour. No, and we Shit were down bad. to ten cars. <laughs> 
we were down to ten competitive cars in the space of about a half hour. Yo, but let's talk about the bullshit finish. The bullshit. This is one of the worst organized finish I think I've ever seen to any race in any series. Vince Russo, eat your heart out. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh! With about an hour to go, we have. I believe it was one of the one of the very smartly liveried Kiyomi Audis, followed home by one of the BMWs, yeah. and then the number twelve GPX Porsche, mm-hmm. which at this stage is leading the championship and will secure not only the drivers' championship, but also the manufacturer's crown for Porsche. The race gets put under full course yellow because there's just too much water to race. Uh, we tried to get going. Uh, right before that final hour mark, cars started spinning the second we went into a turn. They threw a full course yellow. Now, you'd think if they lost the track, they wouldn't keep it under full course yellow. They would red flag the race. Did that Raiders, happen, ladies and gentlemen? Raider, I am glad to let you know that no, they did not red flag the race. They let this whole thing finish under FCY. Now, normally, this wouldn't be that much of a big deal because, well, cars retain their positions. Only because of endurance racing and stint limits, the leading Audi had to run through the pits to reset its drive time, handing the lead to the B... to, to, uh... was it the Walken Horse BMW? Walken Horse Racing's BMW with Nick Katzberg and Augusto Farfus took the win they took the win because the audi ran up against its stint limit had to go through the pits came out behind the bmw and was not allowed to race to try and reclaim its win now this had more than just an effect on the race this cost porsche's drivers it decided the championship the two least populated, least prestigious rounds, the one that BMW just happened to win, were the ones that gave them the title. Trey, you were actually there for this finish. I was there. Our case to try and make Dre like sports car racing. It, it, it is all go, over Discord. the place this year. Way it to go, really Discord. didn't go well here. All I'm saying great, is this great, never would have Great effort. This never would have happened if we decided at Suzuka. But, you know, travel restrictions and all. Look, the vast majority of situations that cause a crazy finish where maybe the car that didn't really lead much ended up winning, that's fine. No, that's motorsport. To have an arbitrary time limit come into play because your organizers don't have the awareness to just red flag a race that's clearly not going to get back underway is complete bullshit. That's all there is to it. Y'all, and I know about having bad situational awareness. That's pretty much been my entire adult life. Yeah. And what made it even better is in the final few minutes, they brought the safety car out to try and bunch the field back up, only to realize that not only was there not enough time left to get everyone up to, to have a five-minute sprint, but the track was so wet that there was no way they were going to be able to survive it. It was a farce. And it cost... It cost drivers the driver championship. It cost Audi a brilliant Kiyomi nine hours win. And Honda is just looking at all of this like, we did everything right! 
what is there left for us to do to get an international dub? Nope. The NSX has almost no wins outside of the IMSA championship. I know where they could very, very good car. <coughs> I know where they could have won a race and been very popular at it. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, the vid had other ideas. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now that I have come off my high on sports car racing and have been crashed into the ground, let's talk about IndyCar. We had to get you flaccid somehow, buddy. Um, IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, Colton give it five Herta. minutes. Colton Herta <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm trying not to let this one breathe. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to get that any space here, so I can just. <laughs> Even King couldn't hold that one down. <laughs> God help us all. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I knew we were. I knew we're going. We were going to mass out this hour uh, talking about a race where nothing happened. <clears throat> I knew we were going to do it. I think everybody involved. Colton Hurd is staying at Andretti Autosport this year, but he's <coughs> not staying in the 88 car that's co-owned by his buddy George Steinbrenner IV. No, oh, no, he's, he's no longer doing it for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's doing it for, uh, where's my racing reference page? Uh, shit, hold on. Um, Zach Veach? The <laughs> Jimmy Spencer's Kmart car before they went bankrupt? Fuck it, he's uh, doing it for Jimmy Spencer. No, 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 man, he can't be doing that. Paul Tracy? No. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing this. Here's what no, we're, not we're not about to do. Let's he see. Can, uh, he can do it for Andretti, Marco Andretti. That's right, that's right, he can. Um, Noted teammate, yeah. Marco Andretti. That's right. Um, Colton Herta is driving the number 26 car. He has full-time sponsorship with Gainbridge in the car that Zach Veach and later James Hinchcliffe drove. And that's not all the IndyCar-related silly season news. You know, apart from the latest saga, Ferrari uh, not deciding whether or not they want to evacuate or get off the pot. Well, what do we? Uh, <laughs> who do we believe more? Uh, Team Penske media officials or the Italian media? I feel like one's a little more reputable than the other. Team Penske. Uh, just, just, just a little bit. Let's just say, just, just a little bit. Yeah, Juan Pablo Latoya's coming back to the 500 next year, and he signed on to drive an additional entry for Aero McLaren SP, and that makes it the first time Latoya's worked with McLaren since he went upside down in the 2006 Indianapolis Grand Prix, the United States Grand Prix, and was just like. I'm good. I want to drive NASCAR now. Yeah, think of things. If I told you 10 years ago that not only would Alonzo reunite with McLaren, but Juan uh-huh. Pablo Montoya would reunite with McLaren, I would have laughed you out of the room. Oh, I realized who Colton Herta can do it for. He could do it for the late, great Dan Weldon, who drove number 26 to his 2005 Indy 500 in title. You know, there that you know. I can stand by. That's right. It's all magnificent hair. is back at McLaren. is back. At, at a grand old age of 74. Um, <laughs> I thought that was his waist size at this point. Man's really oh, going to lay off the cheese. Will you stop? Oh, he, we, look, we're not fat-shaming Mon- on this podcast. I, I love we're... Misa Monty. And he did a great <laughs> job in IMSA. But that Penske game video was a little bit yikes. 
He needed a bigger hula hoop. I'll be fine. He'll be fine. He knows. How, he he knows. He, he certainly knows how to get around this place. He has. Uh, well, he's got some wins at Indy, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just you know, two of them. Two of them may have run in the backyard screaming and shrouding when he won a second. <laughs> God, I still miss that That's, time. Oh, that was a phenomenal duel with power. Oh, that was a good time. That was a good time indeed. Whew. Um, so, yeah, well, a quick update as well on Mark Marquez, because we're bound to talk about him on this show. He's finally out of hospital. Like, ten days <sighs> after he was in for his third surgery, he had to have a fourth surgery to clear up the, the fact that his initial bone graft no, and no, actually he, gained an effective... He didn't. Uh, he didn't need the fourth surgery. Oh, yeah. So they, they said that yeah, the fourth surgery the was the worry that uh, if the infection didn't clear itself up, they would have to go in and start uh, doing a little scrapey-scrape. Thankfully, Eesh. the antibiotics are doing their job. He's remaining on antibiotics uh, for now. But uh, it's good to see that Marquez is finally out of hospital. Got home and got Got uh, a whole lot of love from his dogs, which is yeah, nice of to course. see. Of course. And uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Because as it stands right now, it probably looks like he's going to miss the start of the 2021 season. Certainly. MotoGP no, Moto- operates on a lower standard without Mark Marquez. So we really want him back. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Get well soon, sir. Um, that will just about <laughs> do it for this uh, almost filler episode of Sport 101 talking about Abu Dhabi. We'll be back for our Christmas special next week. <laughs> oh boy, for the, the final show of 2020, and uh, there would be no better way of topping this year off than the Motorsport 101 Awards. Back at it once again, suit and tie. Let me tell Everybody you, booting. there was a good old-fashioned bar fight for the Golden Cock this year. Oh, oh yeah! Uh, it it was that scene out of the Dark Knight when the Joker breaks the pool cue on the ground and goes, you know, <laughs> the one that's alive when I get back gets to join me. Oh Basically, that, that that's that's what that's that, what this but is going to be. A whole crowd, a whole room full of people. <laughs> yes, precisely. Uh, we will break all of that down and talk about motorsport as a whole in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty. Next week and our Christmas special, the God, I want to say it's our fourth annual Motorsport 101 Awards. Um, the fourth one. Good lord! Um, For the, the fourth quad- sake, the quadrilogy. If it, uh, let's hope it's uh, it's, it's the oh, fifth. It's our hopefully, fourth, it, ho- hopefully it's a it's our fifth. Christ, Your Honor, the- we plead the fifth. <laughs> we have our title. It's, it's the five knuckle oh, shuffle. No, no, we got our title. Put it in writing. Plead yep. the fifth. We plead. We plead the fifth. <laughs> One, that, two, three, four. It, it is official. That, that, that is official. It is done. That, that is the yeah, name. Well, so shall it be written? So shall it be done? Yeah, but, a whole uh, lot of people who might be getting awards for good or bad reasons probably should have kept their mouths shut. Yeah. In, indeed. I'll also have a five-second recap of the America's Cup World Series regatta and the Prada Christmas race. Go on, King. Oh, no, no, it's it's yet to happen yet. It starts starts in four hours. And by Yo, the time... King, I will give King precisely five seconds to break it down on next week's show <laughs> and not a second longer. King, there's your challenge. Uh... 
<laughs> and that'll just about do it for episode 284 of Motorsport 101. Basically, you can find us one more time. YouTube and Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Twitter and Motorsport underscore 101. Instagram and Motorsport 101 pod. Our personal handles at Harrison101HD and RJ O'Connell and Ryan Eric King at CBuckley917. And you can back us financially on Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We'll be back next week for the Christmas special, the fifth annual Motorsport 101 Awards, because we've pleaded the fifth for a whole 90 minutes or more. May the good Lord help us all. And my God, that's it for Motorsport. That's it for mainstream motorsport season in 2020. Man, what a journey it's been. Freedom for Sebastian Vettel at last. Yes. There it is. It's over. There, now it's now over. Dre's dick can be out of Mantium. Oh, I'm going to poke my eye out with it. (laughs) Oh, my. Thanks for listening. Good night. Arrivederci, y'all. Oh. Bye. (laughs) This is uh, Zach Brown reminding you to to eat at Carabas and uh, play some Super Mario. This was, without a doubt, the lewdest episode of the show we've ever recorded. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. And it's the, uh, not even close. I don't know. Getting a dick caught in a DRS wing was up there. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, not the top set. Also, f- five second America's Cup preview. Both Adrian Newey and Roger Penske are going to take L's at the same time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs>